River City Community Church is a church for real life. Real life is what we were created for and what we're all about. In fact, our mission is more people living real life by passionately following Jesus. Hi, I'm Pastor Sean Azaro, and we believe we were made to have a life full of meaning and purpose that can only be found in relationship with our Creator. That's what real life is. It's not just a church thing. It's a way of living that powerfully impacts every area of our lives. River City is come as you are and has a relaxed, casual feel with practical teaching, inspirational worship, and age-appropriate ministry for the whole family. We're located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road across from Rotama Park. Our current service times are 9.30 and 11.30 Sunday mornings. River City is a church for real life, and so our home on the web is reallife.org. We hope you'll come and see us as you travel the road to real life. This is Sean Azaro, and you are listening to Reaching for Real Life, and I am back. Oh, that's what I'm talking about right there. I hear you. Every time. Hey, welcome to Reaching for Real Live with Pastor Sean Azaro. My name is Baron Wiley. And yes, Pastor Sean, I think it's been a month. Yeah, it, it has been. We, we, I think we loaded one or two, and then we had yep. to do a couple of uh, best ofs kind of thing. We only did, yeah. Uh, so, uh, and by the way, those best ofs were really good ones. Well, that's, that's we know we're not going to produce that today. So. <laughs> yes, we are. You should be like so pent up. Teeming. Yeah. Exactly. Teeming with life and info. Remember back in the day when you'd play in the front yard with a water hose, and you'd squeeze the hose, and you'd kind of pinch oh, yeah. it a little bit, and we'd go, yeah. shh, yeah, yeah. farther, and you let it go, and it really come out. Yep. Your fire hose is oh, full, Pastor Sean. It is full. Yeah, we just took uh, the last, almost the whole month of June, not not quite, but mm-hmm. but four, I took four weekends out of the pulpit mm-hmm. uh, where I wasn't speaking. Just just taking some time away, Lori and I went, uh, as I was telling you beforehand, wow. we for a couple weeks of our time away, we had a little garage apartment. We rented a little oh, wow. Airbnb garage apartment out in Southern California near where we used to live. Just a little coastal town. It was not it's no resort, no anything yeah. like that. Just is a couple blocks off the beach. But the neat thing about this particular place, it was a great little place, but small. Right. Uh, but they had a shed that had bikes. All right. And, of course, if you know Southern California, this is Redondo Beach area, the Strand goes all the way up to, like, Marina del Rey, and you can ride miles along the beach. So they had bikes, they had chairs, and just anything you need to just enjoy the beach. And so that's what we did. Yeah. The car, we parked the car, barely moved it for the time we were there. Good. It cut, went, met a couple of people for a meal, but that was it. Other than that, we went down, had quiet time in the morning. Uh, if you can't hear from the Lord, mm-hmm. when you're doing your quiet time by the Pacific Ocean, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, you know, 65 degrees and just gorgeous, sunny, you know, so we would do that. It was amazing. Then we'd lay out a while. We'd ride to lunch. It was just an awesome, relaxing time. No agenda, yeah. just peaceful and uh, very simple, yeah. very simple. So we had a wonderful, restful time. Did you take any reading material with you? Was there a book you were kept besides the Bible, Pastor Sean? Oh, yeah. What yeah, did, what no. Did, do you remember what you took? I, I took a book on preaching. I took a Tozer book, Knowledge of the Holy. Mm. Uh, took a, a N.T. Wright's book on the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. And so I was reading on all of those. So I, I, we did a lot of reading. I'll put you on the spot. So what's your favorite part of the Lord's Prayer that jumps out at you? My favorite part? Sure. Or maybe what you got from this book. Whatever oh, man. Like. 
there's just so many, know. you know, he, he, his, his book is really insightful and he just brings out a whole lot. Um, his, he spends a lot of time talking about the real idea of the kingdom of God and how mm-hmm. that, that thy kingdom come, thy will be done, which was probably the part, if there's any part other than, you know, forgive us our debts, right? Yeah, yeah. right? It's always forgive, Lord, forgive me. And, uh, but, but the idea of Lord, your kingdom come, mm-hmm. you know, really when we pray for the podcast, you and I, before we, we right. broadcast anytime or we record, we pray mm-hmm. and however we say it, what we're really praying is Lord, your kingdom come to this podcast. You be Lord, you speak, mm-hmm. speak to us, speak through us. And the idea of the kingdom of God being manifest in the various parts of the believer's lives as we surrender to his lordship and his kingship is a powerful idea. I love that. I love that. Uh, as this was a sabbatical for you, it's also one for Lori. Too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she needs that. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing. L- Lori doesn't, you know, people don't see what Lori does. Yeah. Right. Because she's not preaching. She doesn't do a lot of public ministry. Um, Lori is very relationally responsive. And attentive, and she's connected with so many people, and she's hosting things that we have. You know, we've got a group of pastors coming over to our house this weekend, and you know, she makes all that happen, and she's initiating those things. And so, she needs time away because, whereas I'm kind of one of my hangups is I'm not terribly emotional, so I can compartmentalize. Sure. And what happens to me is I drive too hard, and I don't feel it, and then I just blah, you know, right. just crash. Right. Right. Uh, Lori feels it. Mm. She feels it much earlier. And so she needs these times away where there's not the huge relational demands and all the stuff that's happening is is very important for her. Now, she still has to take care of you. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> Come on. You're, you're not compl- This isn't vacation, honey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, we made it so simple. It was just great. It was a wonderful, wonderful time. We had a blast. Well, welcome home. Thank you. Report card on River City. Well, Baron, I was <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, the lights were still on when you came home. They, they did not burn the place down. No, I will tell you, uh, and we knew this because we followed along online. Uh-huh. We had four pastors who who spoke while we were gone. Deep bench, uh, deep bench, deep, mm-hmm. bench, and they killed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, our youth pastor Clay Burkholder started out. We were actually still here for that, so I got to hear that live. Right. Then was Willie Mayfield, mm-hmm. or was it Aaron? No, it was Aaron Powers was second, brought a great word. Aaron used to be on staff with us, helped plan a church with us. Mm-hmm. Um, just a wonderful brother, did a superb job. Willie Mayfield brought a powerful word uh, on Father's Day. And then batting cleanup, yes. my boy, Ryan Azaro. There you go. And again, he brought an incredible word. Our theme was outside the circle. Outside the circle of your comfort, outside the circle of your experience, outside the circle. What are you doing? God's working outside the circle. And I started it, and then each of these guys brought a message, and they were outstanding. So this weekend when I got up to preach again, I thanked all those guys and thanked River City Leadership because they did such a superb job. And then I said, folks, I hope you enjoyed it because all those interesting and entertaining messages, they're gone now. (laughs) Now Pops is back. Exactly. Deal with it. (laughs) Deal with it. That's right. Get the chop on. I'm back. (laughs) That's about it. So, no, it was, uh, they did a wonderful job. Awesome. Well, you said uh, Father's Day was in the mix there, so happy Father's Mm -hmm. Day to you. Haven't seen you you since there. Thank you. It's nice that you were honored by your own son, I'm sure. Oh, my boy. I know. And then uh, yesterday, as we're recording this, was the Fourth of July. Did yep. you uh, yep. see something? Did you? Uh, oh, we you know, of course we had the family over and yeah. just had a wonderful celebration. You know, we prayed, had a special time of prayer this last weekend for our nation. Yeah. If you know, Americans, got, America's got a lot of issues, and that's the thing that we spend most of our time talking and thinking about. Right? We're so divided. We all have something to criticize and be mad about. Mm-hmm. Okay. I highly recommend that we put those things kind of aside more often and just stop Good. and be grateful. 
be thankful because I don't care who you are. What, the, the fact is the United States is a different kind of place and we've enjoyed a different kind of freedom and a different kind of prosperity and different kind of opportunity than anywhere else in the world. And it's been a wonderful, wonderful thing to be raised here. Mm. Uh, America is 247 years old. We're three years away from the 250th. Uh, And we were both alive during the bicentennial in 1976. Yes, we were. Do you remember the spirit and culture when the country, when America wasn't doing so hot, Jimmy Carter, God bless him. Great born again, believer got elected and the economy wasn't that great, but, I remember the yeah. flag flying high. Oh, yeah. yeah it yeah, was yeah. a very patriotic time. I, yep. I hope we can come back to that here in yeah. three years. It, well, and it's an interesting thing because some of the people who are often what we would call stereotypically patriotic. And, you know, patriotism can have a dark side, right? Yeah. It, when it when it trumps everything else, uh, mm-hmm. it can become an idol. But some of those people are believers, and a lot of believers don't aren't sure it's a godly thing to be patriotic. And I, I think, again patriotism can become an idol Mm. you know when you when you ask the question um you know we were talking beforehand about some things you were reading about uh, the diminishing number of people who would say they're proud to be an american my response to that is is well one pride you know pride's a kind of a double-edged sword it's generally spoken of negatively in the scripture right um i understand the healthy kind of pride I, I, there are things that america does and stands for that i'm very proud of okay. like a like a proud father or a proud family member or brother things like that there are things about this country that i'm just proud of that we have been to the world that we mean to the world mm-hmm. but when you if someone asks me are you proud to be an american i, I was born here i didn't earn this mm-hmm. i'm grateful mm-hmm. to be an american that's the way I, I would say that so and and there by the way are also things about america that i'm not very proud of Right. You know, just like you may have with family members and go, I love him. I'm very proud of this part. But this other part, I'm not so proud of what my brother's doing or my, my cousin's doing. Or, hey, to my brother, if you're listening to this, Mike, well, guys, no, I'm not talking about you, okay? This was not personal. Exactly. But you know what I mean. That You, right. you can have someone who you love and you, you just go, yeah, I'm not proud of what they're doing there. Mm-hmm. Or you can be part of an organization, a company, and go, I love some of this, what we do, but there's some things that, I'm doing, yeah. that we're doing that I'm not proud of. Well, well there's, that's true of America. There's some things that we've become, some things that we're doing that I'm not proud of, and I understand that. Okay, so based on that, Pastor Sean, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Let's, let's, let's focus on the good. What is America doing good in 2023 that we can still hold our heads up? Uh, I would say that, that one... To, to recognize this, all you have to do is get away from the computer. Get away, put, mm-hmm. put your phone down, get off of Twitter, mm-hmm. put your Instagram away, and get away from social media. Get away from media in general and just go connect with people and you'll find, oh, there's a lot of great people still here who love others. They care for each other. They serve their communities. You know, when a crisis happens, Americans step up. You know, and that's not just crisis in America. That's crisis around the world. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of, and not that other countries don't. This isn't a diminishing of anyone else, but you just got to know Americans lead the charge. Mm-hmm. And we give, we serve. And so I'm very proud of that, if I can say that in, a, right. in an appropriate way. I'm proud of our high value for caring for the poor. Mm-hmm. I don't think we always do it right. I think sometimes we cripple the poor i think we enable we them. yeah yeah and or we can enable or we even you know one of the things that you, you, when you don't when you make statements like if we don't do this for the poor they'll never be able to do it for themselves it's like okay you don't understand the power of of the human heart mm. right I, every person is filled with talent is filled with with gifts and just all given by god and so 
what I want to do is, as we help the poor, is I always want to say help means give the care that is needed now, but also help them realize their potential, help them build to become the person God created them to be. All right. Giving a, giving a handout is not the end all of help. Mm. Okay. In fact, too much. And now you can become an enabler and you can actually begin to cripple someone. Mm. Uh, I wrote a song once, you know, called teach a man to fish, you know, the old saying, you know, give a man a fish, feed him for a day, teach a man to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. And the point is, in the song is that we all recognize it. You know, the lyric goes, teach a man to fish, all the busy people say, but I don't see no one lining up to help someone on their way. A handout steals man's dignity and it only fills one dish, but it's easier than making time to teach a man to fish. Bob Dylan. No, that was Sean Azar. Oh, wow. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Come on, man. <laughs> it's easier to, <laughs> to teach a man to fish. No, the point is, it, we can say, oh, I want to give a hand up, but, but, and oh, we should teach someone to fish, but okay, who are you teaching to fish? Right. <laughs> right? Because that takes time. That takes relational investment. That takes caring about someone. And so, you know, that, that's the reason a lot of us aren't actually getting involved in serving the poor in a more ongoing, proactive way. It's easier just to, hey, I'll give money or I'll give a meal and make myself feel good. Whereas, okay, that's true. It's better to teach a man to fish, but be aware of what you're saying, mm-hmm. right? That takes time. And that's the problem with our current system. We throw a lot of money mm. at it, but not enough just healthy, normal people come alongside mm. and say, I'm going to help this individual not just have a meal or have utilities or get a car, but I'm going to help them have a network of friends. I'm going to help them learn how maybe some healthy financial habits, some yeah. healthy parenting habits. Mm. I'm going to get involved and bring this person into my circle and become a friend Yes, because that's what changes lives. You know, relationships change lives, God's presence through, through the body of Christ. That's what changes lives. And so, you know, that's a much bigger commitment. Well, I know river city community church gives, uh, folks uh, the opportunity to get your hands dirty with with missions outreach kind oh of, yeah kind of that whole serving the poor i mean in america it seems like the church kind of led the way hospitals and and again serving the poor oh yeah has, yeah has that changed in the last 50 years 100 years what's your take on the current state of the union on the church well that's an interesting thing and it's it's no small matter to say we live in a country that has a safety net mm-hmm. okay designed to help the poor and I'm glad that our country does that. So that affects our, it, it's not quite the same. When we read about the early church in the first century, and there was none of that. There was no safety net. There was no support. The church had to do a whole lot more. Um, I still think the church should lead the way. But we do know, okay, if someone is receiving food stamps, they're receiving rent assistance, they're receiving a check each month to for, for necessities or receiving medical care. Well, that's all significant. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if I'm going to help someone, I'm going to take all that as part and, and grateful for it. I'm glad that my tax dollars, some of it's going to help that. But the idea is, is okay, but that's not a life for someone. Right. Okay. What we as the church can do differently is we can bring someone into community. We can walk with them through the process so that the vision is, Two years from now, they're no longer needing that mm-hmm. because they are now using their God-given talents and abilities to work, to generate resource, to use their creativity to serve the community in a meaningful way. That's what people, that's where people get really stoked, fulfilled, and jazzed, right? right. 
it's not in sitting home and getting a check. That's that's a, that is a very dehumanizing thing. But they get used to that, and and when you try to change that, a lot of them are not not interested in that. It's not just not interested, I, and I think that's an unfair assessment. And I don't know why you're so hard. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing just, you under the bus. I'm just reading the questions you gave me. <laughs> but also note, I'm going to rip on you for that. No, no, it, that's not that's not a hard position. It's exactly it's exactly true. But stop and consider mm-hmm. the, the the getting up and working, working with other people, putting up with other people when they're having a bad day or when they're a pain in the neck or whatever. Those are muscles that you're working. It's it's hard. When you've not been doing that and all of a sudden someone says, Joe, just go get a job. Okay, it's not like it's that easy. We, I, we need to have some compassion. Mm. Now, it still needs to happen. But, you know, I, I learned something. When uh, when my son was playing uh, YMCA football as a kid, this is elementary school, before junior high or anything like that, he's pay, playing football. And I remember watching and, and watching new kids come to the team and how the first two weeks they would just – get hit and they'd be crying and they'd want to quit if their parents would just say okay persevere just make it through mm-hmm. i watch so many of those kids get through it realize oh it's really not that bad mm-hmm. and i'm okay and they love football they love being part of the team they had a great time but it, it is hard at first the physical rigor the getting tackled getting hit hitting someone else that it's hard mm-hmm. it's like that with so many areas of life mm-hmm. work just work, discipline, getting up on time, putting up with people, learning to have healthy relationships. Those are all muscles. And uh, the person who hasn't been exercising those muscles, we, we do need to understand. It's not just a matter of, well, you just don't want to work. Some people, it's like they can't even envision themselves being successful. Yeah. And so sometimes it's just you got to let them get up. They, they're going to make mistakes. They're going to cry a little bit. They might not show up one day. But having a group of people an organization, a company that will say, no, you know what? You're important. And we're going to, we're going to help you walk through this and help you develop those muscles, Mm. those time management muscles, those get up out of bed early muscles. Those just work through the day, persevere. And then the skills managing your paycheck. Yeah. I just think we, it's easy for us to say, well, they don't want a job, you know? And I think a lot of us kind of have that bias and on the surface, we might be right. Because if you ask them, do you want a job? Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> I don't want a job. Um, well, but if you took away the, if the support had an end time right. and some job requirements along the way, it, I, I think you would find that motivation might might come about. But you would also just, we just need to remember, it's not as easy as just saying, oh, okay, just go do it. Mm-hmm. Because those muscles haven't been developed and they just it just takes time. Okay, so I'm listening right now, feeling a little convicted. Thank you, Pastor Sean. That's what you do. (laughs) (laughs) That's the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) As I said. (laughs) Uh, But with that, all right, so, okay, now what, Pastor Sean? What am I supposed to do with that? How do I get my hands dirty? Well, one of the things that I, I... I think, you know, if you're listening to this and you're a part of River City, well, you know, we have um, we have our feeding ministry, Real Life Christian Assistance, that that every Wednesday uh, we serve here from nine till 11 or 12. When, as soon as the whole everybody served, mm-hmm. um, 
We have we serve one Saturday a month. Uh, we have our vocational training ministry. We have an entire ministry, the whole thing. It's, a, it's its own nonprofit corporation now called Real Life Community Outreach, all designed to minister to those in need in our community. And it's actually grown into a kind of a big thing. It's cool. very cool to see what God's doing. But one of the things that's so important is that we recognize the work training is an example of where we're really trying to put some tools in people's hands. But one of the things that we can do, and if you're listening, you're not part of River City, your church can do, is we're inviting people constantly to classes that we're holding to help with life skills or to a a special ministry event we're having for the kids, trying to get those people in community. Because one of the things we believe is so effective, again, giving the food is important. It's key. But what people really need is Jesus. They need the life change. And that happens in Christian community. And so we want our church to be a place where not only are we feeding people who need food, but we're receiving people. And that's a whole much bigger commitment. Mm. Because let me just tell you, people who can't pay for food, they've got other areas of their life that are probably a little bit of a mess. Mm. And it just takes time to help train. Man, when you get into some of the stories of some of these folks, Baron, the childhood, the lack of training, the abuse that they experience, it gives you a compassion and a willingness to say, okay, we're going to walk alongside this person, take them into our community, and help them become the person God created them to be. So if if you're in a church and you say, well, we don't have something like that, it's not hard. Ours... ours, We we originally started as an nursery ministry, if you know our history, but when God had changed things and we moved here and one of our elders was just doing this, it just, you know, he would just meet someone who needed food and he and his wife would go buy them. It's Rick and Linda Markenthal. Rick yeah. now heads up that feeding ministry. Yeah. They would just go and buy food for someone. Well, you know, you can do that. Mm-hmm. You can start and then tell your church about it a little bit. Maybe some people from the church start bringing canned goods and groceries and one morning a month or one morning a week, you just pass out some of that. But the point is don't just pass out food, mm-hmm. get to know people, share the love of Jesus with people as you are sharing food and resources. And you, again, relational, the, just the presence of God through the relational community of the church is a powerful thing. That's what leads to life change. Amen. Good stuff, Pastor Sean. Great stuff. I love it. Well, Pastor Sean, I know you just had some sabbatical. You must have, again, dug deep and came back with some, yeah. some, a new vision for, for the rest of the year. Oh, yeah. We've got some great things in, in store. Uh, some things we'll be doing in the late summer, early fall that I, I don't want to talk about yet, but very exciting things that we're going to do as a congregation that I hope remind us of the reason why we're here. Uh, I came back, um, and the Lord really put a sermon series out of First Timothy mm-hmm. uh, on my heart. And remember, First Timothy is one of the pastoral epistles, and the Apostle Paul is showing this young pastor how the household of God is supposed to operate. And that's the title of the series, The Household of God. And I, I really encourage you to stop in on this series because there's some, this is different. You know, the epistles that Paul writes to the churches are, tend to be broader. The, the pastoral epistles, he's really talking to the pastors, mm. and, but it definitely relates to the people. And it's about how we should operate and how we should work. This next weekend, we're going to be talking about that passage that is so challenging and has even been very divisive and on women in leadership and women teaching. And we're going to see what, uh, what the word says and what the word shows us. And it might not be exactly what you think. So I encourage you to check us out. Come on, come see us at nine thirty or 1130 on Sunday, or you can check it out real life.org and uh, find out more. 
Yeah. Uh, reallife.org is, again, the website for the church. Reachingforreallife.org is the website for this show, this podcast. It's heard on three radio stations and all over the world on all the, all the platforms, all your podcast channels. I hope you're subscribing, that you're sharing, and, again, sharing the good news and the good stuff happening here at River City Community Church and Reaching for Real Life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Baron. I appreciate all that you do. And thank you for listening to this. Uh, you know, we appreciate it. We appreciate you hearing this. Tell others. Tell some friends about the podcast. We talk about real life issues. We talk about them from a biblical perspective. And we even have a little fun in the process. So, yeah. okay, a lot of fun. Okay. <laughs> anyway, God bless you. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a great week. 302 Books, a division of Salem Media Group, presents A Pilgrim's Guide to the Spirit-Filled Life, Rediscovering the Gift of the Spirit, authored by Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. Growing up in and around Pentecostal churches, I really learned to appreciate the role of the Spirit in the life of the believer, but I also saw what I considered to be imbalance and excess in some of our churches when it came to how we taught about the infilling. Now available at Amazon.com, Sean Azaro shares his most requested teaching and radio broadcast podcast series in a devotional form, encouraging you to embrace the Spirit-filled life. I wrote in a devotional style to encourage readers to examine the Scripture with fresh eyes and make room for the Lord to speak about the role of the Spirit in our lives. The goal of the whole book is to simply make you hungry for more of the Spirit. Order your copy of A Pilgrim's Guide to the Spirit-Filled Life by Sean Azaro today at Amazon or reachingforreallife.org. River City Community Church is a church for real life. Real life is what we were created for and what we're all about. In fact, our mission is more people living real life by passionately following Jesus. Hi, I'm Pastor Sean Azaro, and we believe we were made to have a life full of meaning and purpose that can only be found in relationship with our Creator. That's what real life is. It's not just a church thing. It's a way of living that powerfully impacts every area of our lives. River City is come as you are and has a relaxed, casual feel with practical teaching, inspirational worship, and age-appropriate ministry for the whole family. We're located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road across from Rotama Park. Our current service times are 9.30 and 11.30 Sunday mornings. River City is a church for real life, and so our home on the web is reallife.org. We hope you'll come and see us as you travel the road to real life.